The voluntary reaction is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions, criticisms, and insults cannot and will not be held against a speaker after a 24-hour cooling-off period. Please listen accordingly. All right, let's get started. Post-game voluntary reaction here as Tennessee loses it at the buzzer tonight at Vanderbilt. And we'll start with this. So we talked about on the show uh, earlier today. Um, my general thought here was this is a big game for Tennessee. This is a game that's going to tell us a lot about uh, Tennessee basketball, where this team is at, where they're headed. And I, I feel like if the what happened last week is kind of an aberration and Tennessee is going to be okay long-term, then this is a game you come out and win. If Tennessee's really a contender, they come out and beat Vanderbilt decisively tonight on the road. And, and, you know, I'm not talking about beat them like Alabama beat them a couple of weeks ago by 58, but you cover the 10-point spread, you chew them up, you, you beat them, and, and you move on. And I, I said, it, look, if we're sitting here talking tonight about another lackluster win or, heaven forbid, a loss, then I think we have real problems. And I'm going to have some worries about this team. And I've got some damn worries about this team. Bear, this is the first time I've just been pissed off. Like, you know, we've lost, obviously, what, five or six times now. And none of them have really angered me. But, damn it, what the hell, man? What what are we doing allowing that team to hang around with us? What the hell, man? Um, Not playing – very good defense, and they kept it close in the first half. Shooting lights out from three. And, you know, Ziegler had one of his nights where he, you know, I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's just some dipshit decisions and, you know, fouls, and it kept him off the, I don't know how many minutes he ended up with. I, I'd be stunned if it was more than 20. And, uh, Tyreek Key and a couple of the other guys kept us in it. And then, uh, you know. What are I we hate... doing on that last possession, man? How do you leave a damn three-point shooter open in the corner? I thought this I, I was an attention to detail team. You just came out of a timeout. You don't have, hey, we we don't want leave somebody open. Why are we peeling guys down to double on a, a driver when we're up two? Why is Phillips not dunking that damn ball and making it a two-possession game? What are we doing? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, on, on Phillips, it's just I, I chalked that up for us to him being an eighteen-year-old freshman and made. Okay, um, well, you're coming that, out of a timeout. Bear is Rick Barnes or Justin Ganey or somebody not saying, "Look, we're going to run this play. You might have an open look. Dunk it. Make it a two-point game. Don't put it on him." Yeah. I I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't. I'm not. I mean, I've I've got worries like you do. I'm not as angry. Um, well, I'm pissed off, dude. I mean, the one seed is done now. The SEC championship is done now. That's not happening. We're, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a three seed starts coming into the conversation at this point. This is a devastating loss for this team, man. Yeah, it's 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 bad. You snap a 11 game winning streak. Your first loss there in six uh, the past six visits. You got half the gym 
and orange ready and and Vanderbilt's ready they're wilting man they're done so all you have to do is manage that game it should never have gotten to that point no just absolute horse shit yep damn it I, Fucking I, Vanderbilt, man. I don't I, I don't I don't know what's up with this team man I, I don't know how a team can look so good can climb up to number two in the country and be so frustrating to watch, man. I, it, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. We had a football team that climbed to number two, and we all knew that team was not going to win a national championship. Sure, we dreamed about it, but we, we kind of knew that uh, they, they were they were flying by the seat of their pants. They were scraping by a couple of times, you know, whatever. But damn it, we loved that team. They laid it all on the line, and, and people just absolutely loved that football team people do not feel that way about this basketball team and look this volunteer reaction i'm gonna be pissed off man i'm pissed off i'm gonna let it out a little bit but damn it man what is up with this team how do you look so good at times and then come out and play like this tonight just freaking unbelievable man Let's get some- i mean it's it's the same things we've been talking about all year and you know the chickens came home to roost tonight when Ziegler goes out, you know, like I said, Key played out of his out of his mind in the first half. But with Ziegler off the floor, our offense just uh, kind of goes off the rails somewhat. And then um, on top of that, you know, I mean, I don't underestimate. I, I know it was late there, but Triple J going out of the game. Oh, that had no impact. He is, he's playing terrible right now, man. He is awful. He, I mean, I, I hope he's okay, man. I, he's had a rough year, to, and it is a terrible end to his career if this is it for him. But he is a liability on the floor right now. I mean, that's – I hope he's okay, but damn it, man. What He was one for seven. One for seven from your senior leader, five-star recruit, supposed to be one of the better players – and he absolutely stunk that gym up tonight. He was terrible. Terrible. Uh, Vescovy okay. missing the front end of that. You've got, I mean, those are your two senior guards. We don't have any guard play right now. We do not have any guard play. Ziegler, two of seven. Vescovy, five of 11. He was okay. Um, and one of seven from Josiah Jordan James. A pathetic effort just all around tonight. And, you know, Key played well, I guess. Awaka had some nice stuff, although he kind of got tired there towards the end and had a really rough stretch before they had to take him off. And it, you know, just ruins anything good you could say. I mean, I want to get on here and talk about Tyreek Key waking up and maybe this is going to be a renaissance for him going forward. But that gets lost tonight. Nobody's nobody's yeah. patting him on the back tonight. Awaka, that gets lost. You know, it was, I felt like at one point I was, Kind of happy because I, I thought we were going to be able to talk about, you know, Waka kind of having a coming out party. And that's gone now. And, but I mean, it, it's not like, I, I mean, I've been saying it for a long time this season. We have problems at, at guard. We don't have a lot of great ball handlers. And, you know, when Ziegler has an off night, we're going to fucking lose, dude. And Ziegler was off. Well, I mean, this is just, this beats all I ever saw, man. I, I, I can't believe, you know, it's one thing if you're going to lose your championship 
playing against Alabama at home against a really good team, if you're going to piss away a chance at a one seed or even a two seed, um, you know, playing, losing against uh, resurgent Arkansas later down the road or against Bruce Pearl at Auburn or something, you go to a, a, and, and lose to those bunch of losers. And they are a bunch of damn losers. They suck. Jerry Stackhouse will be fired within two or three years. They ain't done anything. They're not doing anything. Uh, it's just, it's inexcusable, man. You're not paying Rick Barnes $6 million a year, whatever he's getting to turn in this slot, man. Tired of it. Court is up first tonight. I'll volunteer your action. Hello, Court. Hello. Uh, I, I don't, I'm, what the fuck, man? Why did Julian Phillips not take the dunk? I don't know, man. <laughs> wide open, and we're in a four-point game, and then Vandy has to throw up some horse shit to at least make it a one-point game again, and then they still have to foul. I mean, it's just such a lack of situational awareness. Like, I don't know if that's on him being a freshman or, like, Rick Barnes, like, not going over late game, close game stuff at practice. I don't know, dude. Like, what in the hell? And then coming out of a timeout, you know they're going to at least probably going to try to win that thing while they can because I think we go to overtime, Tennessee probably wins the game. And they just lose a three-point shooter, and Vandy hit fucking everything and not from three, it seemed like. I don't know, dude. Well, I mean, we're, we're getting everybody's best shot. You're a top 10 team on the road. People are fired up to come see you, and it's your in-state rival. So, yeah, you're going to get their absolute best shot, and that's what happened. But like you said, I mean, there are multiple times Tennessee could have put that game away. If Phillips dunks that, you've got like a 99% chance probably you're winning that game. And, you know, it's it's unbelievable to me that, you can have a, a loss like this if you're you're Tennessee. It's absolutely baffling. All those tournament hopes. I mean, I've pretty much flushed mine down the toilet. Uh, teams that win Natties probably don't lose that game. To be honest, it's just the truth. Well, the teams. I mean, you, you got to get hot at the right time, and and there's time to to get hot later on. But it's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot harder. I mean, we saw what happened last year with the three seed, the kind of draw you can get as early as the second round. The numbers for Rick Barnes are, are pretty are pretty clear. Like, if he's going to have any chance of making a run, he has to be a one or a two seed. He doesn't beat higher-seeded teams in the tournament. He just doesn't. He's not a very good tournament coach. It is what it is. So you better just about win out. From, from this point on, or you're going to be a three seed again, and or maybe longer. Thing. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know where this team goes from here. I mean, this is the first just truly awful loss they've had since Colorado. And I mean, that team, they look like a mess to me. They, they don't look very mentally tough. Uh, they don't look very physically tough. They don't, you know, who's, who are your guys right now? Who are the guys you can count on? You can't count on anyone on that roster. That's what's so maddening about it. So it makes me miss Kennedy Chandler, man. I mean, every we would have games like that last year, but he would just take over because he can create his own shot. Nobody on the team can do that. Everybody's got to be schemed open or passed open in a weird broken play by the other team. I mean, there's nobody who can just go get a basket when they need to on this team. 
And this schedule does not get any easier from here on out at all. When I looked at it, when they just showed it on the screen a minute ago, I mean, I don't know if we show up like that, we're not going to beat Missouri. They're better than Vanderbilt by a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. And Bama, I, Kentucky. Yeah. Hell, and, I don't I know. Mean, I'm worried about it, man. You're going to come home Saturday, your home crowd against a team that, again, you're still going to be ranked number six. Missouri's going to come in here, want to lay it on the line, man, want to go at right at you. And now we're going to have this weird vibe in the building where half the crowd is kind of like, what's up with these dudes? Teams questioning themselves. Like, where are the leaders on this team? Who's going to step up and take over? Who's going to show that they can be consistent and be called upon? Like, we're not, we're so far away from being able to answer that question. It boggles the mind, right? I mean, who knows? We, you could make a case for just about, like six or seven guys of okay, th- th- these two should be the lead. It's not Triple J, it ain't him. He can't lead by example. It's not Ziegler, it's not Vescovy. Like, who is it? Whose team is this? Who's going to step up and say, No, this is not happening? I'm fixing this. N- nobody can answer that question right now. All right, got that, you, man. Thank that you, seem to be one. We'll see y'all. Bye-bye. All right. Appreciate you, my man. I appreciate you. Sorry if I cut you short. Let's get Davey Hudson in here, who was in the building, got to witness the uh, Memorial Magic firsthand. Davey? Guys, I I wish we were here on better circumstances, but that was just one of those games to where you're just sitting there the entire time and thinking – Tennessee just isn't bringing that gusto. They don't have whatever it is tonight. And you could just tell it was gunning for a letdown. I I missed the first part of your show. I'm sure you mentioned the fact that if Julian Phillips, and again, it's not on him, he's a freshman, but if he does dunk that ball, uh, how does that change the course of the final 10 seconds? This game, like the, the physicality just hasn't been there for this team. And I mean, credit to Stackhouse for drawing up a great play there at the end to give his team an opportunity to win. And, and they knocked it down and, I mean, it's, it, to put it nicely, it wasn't even a road game for you. I mean, there were times I felt like this was a game in which I was at the NCAA tournament and you have like half the crowd in it for one team and the other half for the other team. And you could just kind of like there was some back and forth between the crowds. And it's one of those games like it's, it's not even getting loud for Tennessee. You shouldn't feel like you're in a weird environment outside of being on a different um like where you're sitting out on the bench. But outside of that, it's just frustrating to see how this team has played last games to where you just can't put it together offensively and defensively. I mean, the offense at least showed up tonight. You were shooting at a much better clip than what we saw on Saturday, but there's a, a lot left to be desired for the team. I just, I'm really starting to wonder how soon we're going to be calling it quits in March at this point. Yeah, this was a, <laughs> yeah, you, you lose to Florida last week. It's like, all right, you know, they got Castleton. They got some decent players, tough plays to play. I get it. Like, Tennessee should have won the game, but can't win them all, and you're going to have a clunker every now and then. Play poorly against Auburn, manage to get out the win. Okay, just win, baby. Survive in advance. It's whatever. There's, there's none of that tonight, man. This is a devastating win for your tournament seeding hopes. 
your chance for winning a conference regular season championship is essentially out the window right now. And I think we're all sitting here wondering, has this team peaked? Like, was Texas it? Was that the peak? Was that the high water mark? And we are um, in a free fall at this point. That's what I'm wondering. And on top of that, you just look at how much – how vital that game was knowing you're not going to have Triple J for a while. Like, it, it kind of became a, okay, now who's going to step up and, and fill his spot because it was one of those games to where when we look at the, the slate coming up, it's a lot tougher than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. And when we're playing the worst we've played all year, that doesn't bode for uh, a recipe of success. Davey, I don't mean to pile on him. I hope he gets well. He's been a great ambassador for the program. He had a really good season last year at the end of the year, especially. I know he's been banged up, and I hate to see him get hurt. But Triple J's been terrible for the, for most of this year. I mean, he was one of seven again tonight. Um, I feel like he's probably like three for 20 for his last three games. Um, offensively has been bad, but on the defensive side of the ball, when he was in there, he was doing much better than, uh, whenever you had to put in key. I, you know, maybe this is, if he is going to miss a couple of games and I hope he doesn't, man, I hope he's able to come back, but maybe it's an opportunity to, and again, like you're still tinkering with your lineups. We have no idea what we're doing with our rotations from one game to the next. Awaka was the first big guy off the bench and he played pretty well today. But, like, if I'm Rick Barnes, um, you know, I'm not, there's a difference between hitting the panic button and hitting the desperation button. I think it's time to hit the desperation button. It's time to shake things up, man. Like, what you're doing right now ain't working. And if Triple J's going to miss a couple of games, I thought we did our best da- uh, damage for the, uh, the past two or three games with two bigs. And I, I would go back to that starting two bigs. And I, I would shake some other things up. Maybe you bring Triple J or, uh, um, maybe you bring uh, Phillips off the bench. I don't know, but something's got to change because this crap is pissing me off. It's about unwatchable. Sorry. It hasn't. It, it, I feel like a lot of our, some of this shit started when he changed the starting lineup. You mentioned that last year. You were wanting to see uh, Euros who, I, I mean, what he play, four or five minutes? Yeah, I mean, he didn't do anything to affect the game, I don't think, one way or the other tonight. But, damn it, have somebody in there throw a couple of elbows. Talk some shit to the crowd. Like, let, let's, let's, like Davey said, like, there's no juice with this team. Mm-hmm. There, there's no it there, man. They're not. But, I mean, as far as our, our guard problems, those they aren't going away this year. I mean, you covered that the other night. He kind of, the, the bed was made on that early in the year with uh, red shirt and the two freshmen or one's definitely red shirt and the other one I don't I still can't figure out if he's still eligible for one so let's get Brad in Nashville in here next what's up Brad man Phillips giving up that wide open layup for Viscovi to miss the front end of a one-on-one on the next damn possession or two fouls, however long layer it was, encapsulates everything that pisses me off about how Rick Barnes coaches this team. He's so far up into Phillips' ass, he doesn't know whether he's coming or going. And you need to let some of these guys just play, man. 
It seems like every time Rick Barnes gets what he wants, we either beat Auburn 46 to 43 or we lose a fucking game like this. It's just, it makes the mind wobble trying to get your damn head around it. I just, I don't know what the hell he's trying to get out of these guys. He should just give up five or 10 points on the defensive end to get some free flow offense on the other end and let them run and just do something other than what's fucking going on right now, man. Cause this shit ain't sustainable. They're going to, they're going to split the rest <laughs> of the fucking games they have last year if we keep playing like this. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder where this team goes from here at this point. I, I really do. I mean, I don't n- – none of us sit here tonight think Tennessee's going to win out. I mean, I, I found myself, when we were discussing that on the show today, thinking that just sounds silly. Win out, this team, they're, they're not winning out. We, there are too many hard games. I wasn't including tonight in that list. At all. So – I mean, I just what, – what do we have? Uh, seven left at this point? I mean, can we go four and three? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, show me a team that we can't lose to if we play like we did against Auburn. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, think, I'm looking at Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn as all likely losses down the stretch. And I, hell, I don't know if we win Saturday playing the way we've been playing the last three or four? Well, it seems like we play something that's worth a damn that we, we don't know our ass from our elbow. So we might as well tank the season, get it in the play-in game, and then just make a Conzo run to the Sweet 16. Seems as much of a viable <laughs> option as what the fuck's going on right now. Because I really am – I, I got a chap to ask about it, man. It's not right. Oh, I feel you, man. I feel you. I'm chapped about it, too. Mild-mannered Brad in Nashville. We, we've lost Brad in Nashville, fellas. I mean, he has he, – he, I haven't been this pissed about a loss since Jeremy Pruitt was still employed by UT, Brad. This is what this feels like. It feels like a Pruitt loss. A Pruitt loss or a fucking uh, – oh, Butch Jones loss, man. Just something oh, where you just like – there's, so no, butchy. There, there's no math so butchy. that adds up to this result. There just isn't. There's no way. How do you let them get off a three-point shot? We've beaten that motherfucker 11 times in a row. You know goddamn well he's going for the win. How do you let him get a wide-open three for at the buzzer? I, I haven't gone back and watched it. Who's, was it? Was that Kamwa or was it Festivy? Supposed to, like, somebody's, that's somebody's man. And, you know, the point guard has driven to the hoop. Like, if he scores over our big, fine. We'll go to overtime. You can't leave a cor- a shooter wide open in the corner. What are we doing? Fucking up. I thought this was the number one defense. The best defensive team in the history of Ken Palm Analytics. Bullcrap. Yeah. Well, it, it turns great- out when it turns out when they initially invented the game of basketball, the design is to get the ball into the hoop, not stop anything from happening. So we need to figure that part out because it's pretty damn important if you want to do good things. And I, I don't know, man. It's it, it, it's shady. It's shady, and I don't like it. Um, I know uh, retirement Rick has been a long time since that phrase has been used around here, but he needs to try a little harder than what he's doing to figure some ways to get the ball in the bucket because it's that's as much his job as anything else he's doing over there, and right now it ain't happening. So uh, you, you just take it easy. Davey, I'm glad I wasn't there for you tonight. I was about to come out and go to that game, and damn, I'm glad I didn't waste my money. Peace. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting in the student section, and when I say sitting, like, I didn't really have to stand until the second half. Um, I went over there, and, like, it was just it's just an environment to where 
they're just kind of going through the motions and you just got to take advantage of this opportunity and you just let it slip. I mean, there were several times we could have put it on them and we just allowed them to do something. I mean, I, they shot pretty good from three, like, but I mean, isn't that supposed to be the thing about our defense? We're able to take that away from them. And on that final shot, I don't, I, I can't recall, but I feel like we had three guys. So I, if you go back and watch it, which I haven't seen a replay, but I bet you there's two guys that Vanderbilt has that's unguarded in that situation. Cause I think we had, Ziegler on the point guard. Camwell was down there with him trying to stop him from getting the layup off. And then somebody else had crashed into the paint as well, uh, if I'm remembering that correctly. But as soon as I saw that, they stormed the court. And I'm just like, all right. Then I got lost trying to get back to my car. I did find five bucks. That's like the only price spot I got. So all right, here we da- are. Davey, Davey found a fiver. I, you know, I, I've been, feel like, I feel like, I've been very defensive, Barnes. I feel like I've been the most pro-Barnes out of the three of us by far um, hosting this show through the years and and this year. And I'm still like Rick Barnes, but I think we've all said, like, the tournament record is what it is. It's not good. But part of the Rick Barnes experience is you get to enjoy the regular season. (laughs) You don't lose games like tonight. So if you're losing to Vanderbilt, a bad Vandy team that you're a 10-point favorite over on the road, coach, I can't defend you. I can't defend you. I'm not stepping in front of that bullet. You're just going to have to take them tonight, bro. Well, I mean, we're, what's been the issue since Texas? Because you look at Texas, we shut them down. Everything is, is moving as – one fluid part, and then three games after that, you split, uh, or so you don't split, but you you have a losing record now where you lost to, to Vanderbilt and Florida, two teams that, when you look at how they stack up, like it should be wins. Um, if anything, like Auburn's the one where it's like, if you were to tell me of these three games, which one are we most likely to lose? And I'm picking Auburn. And yet you hold on to that game, and, and you, you barely escape. And I don't know, maybe – Maybe this is the team we got all along, and Barnes was just doing such a great job at the beginning, and then everything just kind of fell apart. Like, I don't – because we always said it's – when you look at the entirety of this roster, they're playing much better than the individual parts. So if we just finally hit that wall, and, I mean, if we have, is there any way you can put it back together to where we see what we saw early on in the season? Great question. It's a great question. I, that That's my fear is that this team was never as good as we all believed they were at one point and that it was a phenomenal coaching job by Rick Barnes to get them to produce at the rate that they were producing. But maybe the um, – the, the smoke and mirrors are uh, evaporating and disappearing so to speak. It's my fear. We'll see. Let's see here. Who is next? Baseballs? It's confusing me. I'm sorry. He had the same header picture as uh, Brad in Nashville. So baseballs, turn your mic on, brother. Baseball. Bottom left of your phone screen. You got to turn your mic on. There you go. Oh, does he have the wheel? 
Something no, he's here. He's here. No, he's all right. He's gone now. Well, I mean, he never spoke, but he was physically there. Yeah. Par for the course. Let's talk to Josh. Josh, you there? Josh, hello. Now he might actually have the wheel. I think he's got the wheel. Well, that's uh, absolutely fantastic. Hitting all cylinders. Jason is next. Jason, are you with us? Hello. What's Hello. up, guys? Listen. Sifting through the wreckage, looking for survivors. Brother, there's not any. I Listen, Rick Barnes, I'm with you, Russ. I have, I'm not a Rick Barnes apologist, but he, let's be honest. He's a Hall of Fame coach, but he's a Hall of Fame coach who has not evolved. And my question is, what happened to the team that, that hung 99 on Gonzaga earlier this year? I mean, call it a scrimmage game Great or question. whatever. But, dude, we almost put up 100 on Gonzaga. Where'd that team go? And, look, this is, this is what I'm noticing. Now, I work in HR. I deal with people. People are my life, all right? So um, emotional intelligence, I study all that. Look at that. Look at, look at who Heifel brings in. Right? Heifel brings in dudes. All right? Brew McCoy, dude. Right? Look at Tony V. He had Jordan Beck, dude. Gilbert, dude. Lipsius, dude. He does not have one dude on this team. And and if they come in as a dude, he coaches it right out of them. And like Phillips has played scared for the majority of the year and it's just frustrating as crap. And I just look at these guys mentally and emotionally and, and they're just, they're playing scared. I mean, they're playing not to lose and, you know, Heupel, uh, Tony V. I mean, bro, they, they, they play to win, man. And, and these guys are just out here. I mean, I don't know how that guy gets loot gets that wide open for a three at the end of the game. Our boy, Christopher Gabriel, sends me a text. He goes, watch. Coming out of the timeout, Vandy for the three to win it. And sends me right, sends me a text back and goes, see, I told you. And, bro, I'm telling you, I, I just, I'm done with this whole thing. He's, to your point earlier, he's got to shake it up. Something has to happen. It's not working. So why not let them, listen, Missouri is going to come in here and try to run it down our throat on Saturday. And I just, I don't know if we have an answer. I'm just, I'm just frustrated as all get out. No, it's, I, I feel you. I feel your pain, Jason. I think you make a great point about the personnel on this team. We don't have any killers. We don't have any grants or admirals. We don't have anybody who's going to, get out there and just take the game over. This team doesn't have that guy. And we can't, not only that, we can't depend on anybody right now. No, no one, nobody. There's nobody 
that you feel comfortable saying, this guy's going to show up <laughs> every single night. And he might not go for 20, but this guy's going to show up and he's going to do his job every single night. Everybody on this team disappears. Everybody. Everyone. All, all of them. All of them. Like Tyreek Key had a good game tonight. Is anybody confident that Tyreek Key, Key is going to have another good game against Mizzou Saturday? No. No. Nobody. Nobody thinks that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a huge problem right now is, like, you just cannot depend on anybody night in, night out on this team. So where do we go from here? I mean, he better turn it around pretty quick because he better find some answers. So I'm telling you, Missouri's going to come in here and they're going to smell blood in the water. I promise you that because those cats, they don't care. They're running up and down the floor. They'll jack threes. I mean, if they get up on you, they're going to go. They're going to keep running. And Alabama, <laughs> Alabama is going to run us out of the gym. And then you got Arkansas getting healthy. What's that kid's name? Nick Smith Jr. He's coming back. He's their their stud. So I mean, it's it's not looking good, man. And and uh, I mean, I I don't want to be a hater, but good grief! It, like if he's a Hall of Fame coach, getting paid six million dollars a year, he's got to figure it out and figure it out rather quickly, or this this fan base is going to turn on him in a in a New York minute. So anyway, uh, y'all y'all have a have a good night. I'm gonna. I'm going to dip into the brown water and we'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Thank you, Jason. I, I, I appreciate it. Guys, I, I think this team's at a crossroads. Like, I, I think they're at a crossroads right now. And everybody will talk about Alabama next week. I, I think Missouri's – like, that's all you can – if you lose that one, there's no way you're beating Alabama Missouri's at that point. Missouri's a firewall, Russ. Missouri is a firewall. Yeah, I mean, we, we could be looking at a three-game losing streak, uh, you know, Four or five. I mean, it, this could be. Oh, this you better win. Go off Saturday. the rails in a hurry. They're crossroads, man. I mean, it, there's one path. You you can get this thing back on track, and okay, you're not going to win the conference championship. You're not going to be a one seed, but you can get back to playing well for this team. You can get back to playing to your capability as a team um that's where i'm at now i don't i really i i'm not gonna pay i'm gonna pay very little attention to the bracketology and that shit i'm, I'm interested in, in seeing them getting it getting it together and putting together you know some consistency and winning basketball games and, and getting things fixed and well we'll worry about the tournament in march well, that's the, um, I mean, that, that, that's the path. That, that's where you have to go down at this point. They, I mean, because the other path is complete collapse. Complete collapse. It's, you know, the ending the year with a one and done whimper in the tournament like we did the COVID year. You lose in the first round to, to a bad team just because you're not playing well, because you've already peaked, you're bottoming out. And I think, fan base was willing to overlook it that year. There were still people who were frustrated, but like it, it was, you know, 20, it was COVID and there are no fans, whatever. Um, I don't think you're going to get that this year. I don't think you're going to get that. So um, you got to get this thing figured out, man. Let's talk to Bobby. 
if I can dial them in here. I'm so mad I can't even work the damn spaces. Bobby, what's up? Hey. Howdy, howdy. Hey, year after year, as football season comes to an end, we sit here and we start to read and listen about how great Rick Barnes' next squad is going to be, how how this is the best team he's had, how this is the best offense he's had after this, this is the best defense he's had. Year after year. And year after year, we do the same thing. And he's going to get us to an SEC championship every couple of years, and we'll win it, and we'll be excited. And then year after year, we're going to lose in the second round of the tournament. And nothing's going to change. So I don't know how people still get excited to watch it because it's you know what's going to happen. And you know who Mark, or, uh, who uh, Rick Barnes is? He is Mark Richt. He's going to get you a good regular season. He is going to bring in money for the program with all the attention that it gets and help the athletic department. He's going to be a good steward for the school, but he's always going to come up short. And that's fine. Let him have a good season year after year. Get us SEC championship every now and then. Bring in more money so we can help football out. But just accept the fact that this is what you get. And don't get your hopes up. And that's all you got to do. Well, that I mean, that might be where we are. And that's that's the saddest thing about it. It's the thing that sucks the most doing talk radios. We depend on that fan engagement and passion and enthusiasm. And I, I think there's a lot of people who after tonight won't be coming back. Like they're just not, nobody's gonna be excited about this game against Missouri. I mean, we'll talk about it because it's a big game and you know, it's a must win game at this point for Tennessee, but I don't think the casual, I think the casual fan is going to find something else to do this weekend. I mean, quite frankly, who, who cares about the game in Missouri? We're just going to turn around and, get our ass beat by Alabama whenever we play them down the road and you know, we'll get a four seed and we'll fall out. I mean, who cares anymore? It is what it you got to care, Bobby. You got to care. No, 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 no. I went through Butch Jones. Okay. All right. This isn't Butch Jones. Rick Barnes isn't Butch Jones. Well, I bought, I bought into the hype. I'm done with buying into the hype until something happens. And God forbid if Hypel falls apart because I've bought into Jesus him. Christ. Come God, on, yeah, man. Like, Fucking listen, let's, Jones. Let's, let's take one step shitty, back. Shitty let's, loss let's tonight. One step back. It, was, it was a terrible, terrible loss tonight. You can't come on here and compare Rick fucking Barnes to that idiot Butch Jones. So come on, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm just watching year after year what happens with hey, it. I'm okay with what? it. And I'm okay Butch with Jones it. Jones never had any kind of success. You're not like, I mean, come on, man. I realize we're all pissed. I mean, Ten months it's ago, we won the SEC reaction. championship. We lost to fucking Vanderbilt tonight, but get a grip. No. <laughs> I've got no. battered ball syndrome, and it's always going to be with me. <laughs> Bobby, hang in there, brother. Thank you. I'm going to go drown myself in Gatorade. Drowning in the pool of despair. Uh, bear just uh, going on a classic bear rant, screaming, demanding that our caller get himself together. And after a brief pause, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really funny. <laughs> oh, my God. My God. Oh.
let's get ball scoops in here. And then we're going to get CG in. And then Josh and Hack. What's up, ball scoops? Bubba Russ, we are, we are drinking from the keg of despair. Ugh, it's so bitter. Man. I don't like it. Leaving the Memorial Gym, been to two balls basketball games in my 22 years of life, and that's Colorado this year and now Vanderbilt. And I'm, I just think I'm unlucky, man. So it's your fault. Hey, man, I, I truly believe so. Booing, man. Leaving Memorial Gym, the Vandy Frat don't play well outside Blair and Rocky Top. Blair and Rocky Top, 15 minutes out of Nashville. You know, I go to the Nashville events, close to home, man. You know, try to make my way to Knoxville. What do I get in Nashville? Despair. It's, it's just... It's rough, man. Well, Tennessee falls now to one in five all time um, as a top ten team in Memorial Gym. That's and the one game we won was the one where Grant uh, scored forty points, basically at the single handedly somehow will us to victory. So yeah, yeah, man, it, it was just weird. I wasn't. You know, unhappy with the defense, but Vandy being the most successful three-point shooting team with us since Ole Miss, I think they shot 40%. I mean, like you said, Tyreek Key, uh, Toby Awaka showing up in the game, but when you play week-to-week, you know, on Wednesdays and Saturdays, those same guys that show up in, you know, the midweek aren't going to show up on the weekend game. Zakai Ziegler, you know, Santiago Vescovi, uh, obviously now Triple J being injured is kind of banged up. We speak on, you know, is this the ceiling of this team? And it's, it's kind of, you know, just to think about that, I guess in the end, when we get to March, it, it can't get worse. Like, we can't, you know, we've had these bad moments to Colorado and Vanderbilt and Florida and Arizona. Like, surely this, you know, down the road leads to some kind of, you know, benefit. I don't know. All I know is Alabama well, is absolutely running the fan on Florida right now. So, Jesus. Um, I, we've never felt further away from them as a program. Yeah, I forgot that the Colorado game happened in Nashville. So the next time we play in Nashville, you get... yeah, you got to get as far away as possible. I mean, right? I already have my tickets for the Virginia game in 2023 with Joe Milton at the helm, and uh, I haven't lost faith in the hype daddy like the last caller. So no, hey man, no, I- I'm all in. All scoops, listen to me. Listen to me. Are you listening? I- I'm listening loud and clear, buddy. You've got. 454 people on this chat on behalf of the 452 other people listening right now. Sell those tickets. <laughs> Give them to anybody. Bro, Russ, Give them Russ, to Russ. a Vandy fan. I went fan. to every home game this past season for the first time in my life in football, and we went undefeated at home. Wow, we're chilling. At home. But, but to, not but to remind Nashville. you, I was also at – Do you not see the pattern here, Volsky? I was also at the Purdue game. Okay, dude, you're 0-3 in games in Nashville. In my hometown, man. Don't go, man. Don't go. Don't be that guy. Did you Let's also listen. go to the if Titans, Bing? And Tennessee, and we... No, but I went to the Titans-Dallas game where we just, you know, fell flat on the floor as well, Davey. So it's just not nice, man. It's really, really rough as the Tennessee Vols. Listen, you, hey, Vols scoops, you do what you want to do. Hey, Russell, Russell. But if you go to that game, hold on. If you go to that game and we lose to freaking Tony Elliott in Virginia... I can't be responsible for what these people like. We will find you, like listen, Liam Neeson. Listen, we will find I, you. I know and we Virginia. Will kill you. They're, they're coming off a crazy story to end their year. They have the you know the extra seven years senior eligibility. You know, if that happens, it's not my fault, man. Grown men played against you know freshmen, but hey, 
Uh, this team's going to have to turn it around, man. I think Julian Phillips is going to definitely learn. I, I just can't believe he didn't dunk that basketball. And it's not it's not oh. right to put it on one kid, especially a true freshman, a guy that, you know, is going to definitely learn from this. But, man, it's just different to think how that, that script goes. And having to see, you know, Vanderbilt and Vandy fans, you know, knowing they exist and the, the – the 25 that stood up and cheered when they hit that game winning shot. It's going to live with me for the rest of my life. So, uh, boys, take easy, take care. I know it's tough to go through. Uh, going to be listening loud and clear. And I think I'm going to stay home for the Virginia game and just listen to voluntary reaction. You know, uh, have a great one and be safe. Thank you, Ball Scoops. We appreciate you. Good grief, man. Learn to recognize the pattern. He was at the Purdue game. He was at the Music City Bowl against Purdue. He was at the Colorado basketball game this year, and he was there tonight. I mean, and and now he wants to go to uh, the Virginia game. Like, I, I guess if I mean, it sounds like I mean, can, can can the fucker not take a hint? I mean, we're, <laughs> we're gonna have to do you know, don't make us have to do what we can do. Fucking walking cooler. Got to go get a job out in Vegas, fading hot, you know. People that are hot with the dice. He went to the, we'll the, the Purdue loss. That's the other thing. We shot what three free throws tonight? Oh, uh, yes. When, Phillips was. I think when we two. all looked down and, and I think when we all realized that Vandy had only committed their second foul when we were up two with 17 seconds, and we were going to have to inbounds the ball five times. Part of that was damn Doug Shouse and that crew were just letting him play. I mean, I they were letting Vanderbilt play. Go to the line play. Against Auburn, I don't man. remember. It, that's been a, a consistent theme. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I think it's more on the team's mentality. Again, this gets back to not having a go-to guy, not having that kind of mentality. That we don't have guys that like you watch that Arkansas team play last night. And it's just five dudes driving relentlessly at the hoop, not taking no for an answer. I'm either dunking this in your face or I'm going to the free throw line. Those are the two options. And we, we just do not have that mentality. Yeah, not at all. Let's get Christopher Gabriel in here. Hey, hey guys, how you doing? You know... <clears throat> The um, you guys always like to talk about the barrel of shame. I feel like I need one here in California tonight. Just lay myself across it after watching this game tonight. I don't even know where to begin, but a, a couple of things come to mind, and I I, I don't want to repeat what a lot of folks have said. A lot of folks have made some good points. Right now, we are playing with the basketball IQ of an acorn. Um, they had, first of all, it was Vescovy who left Lawrence. Vescovy is such, he is one of the smartest guys, if not the smartest guy on this team. And when you have a two-point lead and you see a guy driving down the lane, basic fundamental, basketball 101, you, and a three can beat you, you do not leave your man. Any other point in the game, Vescovy's making the right play. You'll take your chances with 8, 10, 12, 14 minutes to go in the half, but you do not leave your man. That's number one. Um, allow me to, to, to weave a parallel with Kelly Harper. Uh, I remember uh, five, six, seven games ago, they had her doing a halftime speech, and she said, I don't want to see any more outside shots. 
everything's going to get dumped underneath. Well, this team seems to be the opposite. You almost get the idea, and I have been a Barnes supporter for as long as, as he has been at Tennessee, but, man, I am ticked off. I watch Barnes, and it's almost like he is telling them, I don't want you to run out. I don't want to push the ball up court. I want to make sure we have four, five, six, seven, eight passes on, on, the, on the arc before we do anything. They, they're playing dumb basketball. Phillips is a five-star. I love that guy. He's a five-star recruit on this team. Don't tell me it has anything to do with a freshman. He is he had a as far as I'm concerned, I could barely get the damn words out. As far as I'm concerned, he didn't know what to do because he had a little Rick Barnes on his shoulder when he was going to the bucket. Get off the floor and slam that thing, and it's basically game over. On those, no, oh, I think I think that's right. Uh, you guys, I I didn't thought about it, but. Do you, do you guys think that that's what Phillips is thinking as he's driving there? It's like, yeah, if this were high school, I'm jamming this, but Rick Barnes is over there, and he's going to chew my head off if I don't do the conservative thing. Hell yeah. Well, it was funny. Barnes actually, like, I don't know if they shot or they cut to this, but Barnes was yelling at him that he didn't shoot it after the fact. Yeah. So he's telling him to go. No, I, I, yeah. Davey's, yeah, Davey's I, right. Davey's absolutely right about that. And that's that kind of follows my point a little bit in that it's the obvious play to make. But I think Phillips is thinking, uh, you know what? Coach Coach doesn't want me to shoot this. Coach wants me to kill, kill two to three to four more seconds. I mean, you could see there was a little hesitation, and then he kept going. And, and it was a terrible play on those five inbounds plays. The ball kept going further down court towards the Vandy bench. And if you roll the tape back, you will see Vandy overplaying more and more and more on every inbounds pass. That not a home run pass, but that pass, uh, you know, you know, for a basically for a bunny, that pass was available on every one of those damn inbounds plays. And it's almost like we weren't looking for it, or we I mean we were just jerking around with the ball in the back in the backcourt. And then finally, the other thing I don't get. And, and I think Russ, you you alluded to it a moment ago. Why are I, I listen? I, I I love the three point game. I I love you, you know. I I love when we have guys that are shooting lights out. We haven't shot lights out. It feels like since 1957. Um. So with the with the length and the athleticism and the and the leaping ability that so many guys on this team have, why aren't we taking it strong to the hole? You got two coaches in this university, in Heupel and Tony V, who have this attitude that my friend Jason, who talked to you earlier, likes to say. They both have this attitude of their, their teams come, go out there and they're like, come get some. Yeah, you want a little bit? Come get some because we're going to pound your ass. Our team, this, this men's basketball team under Rick Barnes right now, they're playing scared. They're playing tentative. They're overpassing. They're over dribbling. They're overthinking. They simply aren't playing like they did when they played Gonzaga, when they played Kansas, when they played Texas, when they are allowing themselves. It's kind of like being on a boat on a river and you're not paddling and you're letting the current take you. Well, right now they are trying to fight the current. And every time they fight the current, this is the kind of result we get, boys. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I, I'm watching Alabama just absolutely destroy florida right now and the just the confidence their guys play with the aggression the confidence and it's just it's so reminiscent of what bruce pearl 
used to have here. Obviously, yeah. he's faded off at, at Auburn. But, uh, man, I'm, I miss seeing our guys. But I, I love the defense. I really yeah. do. It's, it's generally pretty good. But, damn it, man, so many times you see our guys. And Barnes is always talking about them passing up open shots. And, like, <laughs> we all know why they're doing it, because they don't want to get chewed out by Rick Barnes, and he will chew them out They when they uh, force one early in the shot clock. Not even yeah. force one, just take an open shot. And, man, I, I, I'll just throw one more thing in, because I know you got a lot of folks that want to talk. I, and I, I'm going to date myself here a little bit, but I remember – when Jerry Tarkanian, when he had some of those great UNLV teams, and I remember an interview once with Larry Johnson, and he was on one of those running red teams. And I remember him saying, and this is how it applies to, to Rick Barnes and this team. I remember him saying the reason they had so much fun, the reason that they knew they were going to win every game they played, they didn't, but they won most of them, is because they didn't play scared. And they knew that their coach wasn't going to take them out of the game if they made a mistake, two, three, four. He let them play through it. My concern with Rick Barnes, much as I, I like him and admire him, I'm, I'm frustrated with him, is I don't think this team feels, and it's to your point, Russ, that they can play through a mistake because they're looking over their shoulder. They got a little Rick on one shoulder. They got a little Rick on the other shoulder. And I, for as much as the defense is impressive in this game, uh, in, uh, on this team, pardon me, who on that bench, meaning the coaching staff, who is the offensive specialist? Because somewhere, Russ, and I'll finish with this, somewhere there is, uh, there is a gap between whatever they're teaching and what they're not hearing. That's all I got tonight. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow on your show. Thank you, uh, CG. We will talk to you uh, tomorrow on Fan Run Radio in our 5 p.m. hour on the drive. Be sure to tune in for that. Hopefully uh, we'll have all cooled down a little bit by then. And we can have a <laughs> level-headed fit for public radio conversation with the uh, Christopher Gabriel program. But real quickly, before we get back to it here, we got some Vandy fans in the chat who want to talk. And generally, like I, I, I like talking to other fan bases, even, even when we lose. Like, it's fine. We, we've done it before. Here's my thing with Vanderbilt fans. First of all, y'all let Tennessee fans take over your gym tonight. You are non-competitive in football. You have ceded the state and the conference to Tony Vitello in baseball. Tony Vitello owns you guys. Um, he's your daddy. You take what he gives you. Uh, and this is your first win over Tennessee in the past 11 games. You have to win more than once in 11 games before you earn the right to speak on a Tennessee-based program. OK, I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. You guys are not good enough. You, you hit a shot. You hit a lucky shot. You beat Tennessee on a bad night. Congratulations. It's your first win in your past 12 chances against Tennessee. You got to win more than one in 12 before you earn the right to speak. Congratulations. I, you guys earned it. You guys went out there and took it. Um, congrats. Go hang on the rim. Go off. You, you guys do. You you haven't earned the right to speak here. I'm sorry. You just haven't. So you're welcome to hang on and listen, and I know you will, but uh, you, you don't get to speak tonight. I'm sorry. Those are the rules. Luke is next. 
Luke gets to speak. Luke is a ball. Luke is a winner. He is not a dickless loser like the Vanderbilt fans trying to get in tonight. Luke gets to speak. What's up, Luke? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Well, I was, uh, like Davey, I was in Memorial tonight. Um, got a nice uh, gift from my brother. He got, uh, we were nine rows uh, in the lower level. We were nine rows from the court, and uh, that shot went in right in front of us. So, me and my fiance, we were there tonight. Um, I'll take a little bit of blame and a little bit of heat here. I am 0-3 this year watching our uh, basketballs. I was at the Colorado game, I was at the Kentucky game, and I was there tonight. So, not uh, – I will be conceding. I will not be at another game um, this year. So, um, but from where we were sitting, I want to get – because it was an awkward angle – was Phillips, was there anybody even in the same stratosphere as him on that, on that breakaway? I mean, there was one guy. I mean, he, no. he could have dunked it. Either, either no, he it, uh, it. I, I had a clear shot of that. I mean, he could have laid it up. Uh, they couldn't have even tried to foul him and make contact with where he was when he could have gone up to, to finish it. Yeah. So he, and he clear, clear as day. Or- if he had shot a layup, it would have. He probably, you know, best case scenario was he, he makes it and he gets a plus one and we get it out to five. But Luke, are you there? But, uh, yeah, he he, he cutting out or mucking up there. Do what? I mean, he absolutely could have dunked it. I mean, Bear, what? are you there? Yeah. If anybody can Bear, hear me, hey Dave. Davey Bear's got it, man. I, I don't know why you can't hear, but Bear, go ahead. I, I was just saying, you know, when he took, when he got the ball on that inbounds, I mean, he, from the moment he got it, it was like he started slowing up, letting him catch up to him. I mean, if, if he had just taken the ball and like any other time at any other point in any other game, he would have dunked it and they wouldn't have been within two feet of him. I mean, he had him beat. And they, I noticed it on the, you know, the play before that, they were, I was kind of surprised that they were giving up, you know, giving that up with the way they were lined up. I don't know if you noticed that, Russ, or. But I absolutely did. I mean, we, we can beat that, beat that. Today. There's a lot of things tonight we could beat to death. Um, I, I don't know, guys. This one's bitter. Lose those dipshits over there in Vanderbilt. They didn't even go to the game. Now suddenly they want to get in here and talk. All right, let's get my man. Let's get this guy in here. Let's bring in Joshy boy. And immediately he's got the spinning wheel of death. All right, Josh, your boy, you're going to have to try and connect back in. Let me try against my better judgment. Oh, what's going on? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear man, you. What, what, what the hell happened to Russ? 
I, I think he's taking a he's taking a short uh, break to use the facilities. Okay. I believe. Okay. Uh, well, uh, buddy, that sucked. <laughs> what else can you say? I mean, there's not there's not a lot. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's. I mean, this team just ain't got no dogs in them. No, I mean they don't. Not a single player has any dog in them on this team. That the what that team, they, I mean that team is dog shit. Worse than the Florida team. I mean, I, they, I mean, I just don't know what to say. I mean, I don't. I just, they're just blame all around for it. I mean, it's just, it was it was a rough night. Yeah. I mean. And, and you know what? It's fixed to get rougher. I mean, hell, look at two of our next three games. I mean, you think this team's going to go out here if it's home way? You think this team's beating Alabama next week? Uh, not if we play the way we played against, you know, ever since the Texas game. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, that's where I, I, I can't – I just absolutely can't go with some of you guys on the uh, – the the whole the whole season just lost at, at this point. <laughs> I mean, I, I realize it's you know, it's part of the the whole point of voluntary reaction is everybody kind of goes off the deep end. But well, I I think our ceiling what we thought our ceiling was like it's maybe not you know originally as planned. Well, I I think that's it. Is that you know we our ceiling probably. Uh, wasn't as high as we thought it was about a month ago. I mean, it's, but we'll be lucky to get past first weekend playing like this. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. If we play like this, we won't. Yeah. But who the hell knows? The only thing I will say is this is kind of an outlier for us to be playing this way in February under Barnes. Yeah, it's... Unless I'm forgetting something. Usually we're really good in February and then the wheels come off in March. Yeah, it's like this team has no juice to them. Now, I, I don't know if he's working on death in practice, what, but, I mean, they're just, I mean, and, and like I said, there's, I mean, Vescovi tries to be, but he, he's not, I mean, we've got nobody that can go out there and just, that's just a killer when he shoots. We don't have anybody, you know, we just, we've got one point mm-hmm. guard, and our one point guard is small in stature. Mm-hmm. And can't go to the rim the way, you know, last year we had Kennedy Chandler. Uh, I guess the year before that was the Keon and Jaden year. And then before that, you had, you know, Jordan Bow, Jordan Bone, Lamonte Turner. No. I mean, hey, hell, I mean, at this point, I kind of want to see you boy get out there. I mean, I'm just too late for that. Or not. Hey, that's failed. Hey. And you all can all kiss my ass. No, I'm serious. I told y'all all season long. I told y'all all season long. Back when we were beating people in the before Thanksgiving by forty, I couldn't figure out why he wasn't getting somebody else ready because it became apparent to me that Vescovy and Tyreek Key they aren't point guards. Hey, let's let Justin yeah, first of all hope you're, hope you're doing hey, well, man. Okay. I said earlier, I I said earlier, it's time to push if not the panic button, the desperation button, man. This season is teetering on. Oh, the it, it is time to do something different. Uh, Saturday, and I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating, okay? This is not overly emotional. It, it's time to do something else. I want to see, uh, I want to see BJ 
and I want to see Freddie De Leon mm-hmm. Saturday. Let's see it. Like, if Freddie is – he's a top 50 recruit. He's, like, borderline top 20. He's not going to be here four years. What are we doing? What We've got a bunch of guys out there, veteran players, who can't play for whatever reason. Give the young guys a chance. Let's shake this thing up and try and save this season before it falls well, well, And you know what's so frustrating is, when you look over at, I think, what UNC Asheville and you see what Pember's doing. And it's like, God, what could he do for us right now if we'd kept him? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he'd be scoring at that but, rate God, in this league. Score, I mean, but he's got a pull. Well, he's a body type. Yeah, he's a body type and that we don't have. Yeah. He's a shooter at that position that we don't that's, have. That's why I, and what it, hey, it's it's college basketball in 2023. You're going to lose guys. Like half your every signing class is going to go in the portal. It's whatever. And we're bringing in guys too. But the bottom line is this season was going well. And it's sputtering right now. You very well maybe should be in the midst of a three-game losing Mm -hmm. skid right now after getting up to number two. And you've got uh, a team that (laughs) is looking borderline unbeatable right now coming in here next week, a week from tonight. So you you got to do something different, man. If you keep playing the same guys and expecting different results this weekend and next week, you're going to lose the season. You know, it's going to evaporate. No, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's by like, like Toby Bayer. You were gone during the bus. This team right now, they don't have any dog in them. Not, not, not a single player on the team. No, nobody's amped up. I, you know, honestly, and I know, I know, I, I, I've been, a, I'm, I guess I'm in the Barn Bashers crowd, but Barnes ain't got no dog in him right now. Yeah, he's got to figure well, I mean, he's got to, he's got to, I know he can be stubborn. He's got to just you know swallow his pride and do something different. So you can't you can't tell me that well BJ doesn't know how to play defense yet. Well Freddie's only been here two weeks now. There's no way those two can be any worse than the guard play huh. we saw tonight. There's no yeah, way. There is no absolutely. way. Hey. Play them. Let's sit. Let's do something different. Create some competition. Maybe at the very least that'll light a fire under Ziegler, Vescovy, and Triple J to start playing better. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Well, guys, like I said, I'm going to get off. I know you got other people. Hey, real quick. Hey, Bear. Where's he at? Oh, hey. Bear. Uh, I don't know if you've seen or not. Uh, I know you listen to Dale Jr.'s podcast like I do. Have you seen who his guest is this week? No. Sterling Marlin. Is on there. Really? Oh, hey guys, the video's so great. They show him walking in the studio. He's wearing a Tennessee hoodie and toting a twelve pack of Budweisers. I mean, so that was pretty. That's kind of wild. I wonder if they're going to talk about the wreck. Oh, that was well, that and you know, you know what he did the year after that. You remember? You know, I don't know about all that. That's just weird that it's a week before Daytona. He's going to All right, guys, let's take our conversation Turn this old man into the wall and kill him. Yeah, exactly. And then the next year, he pulled a fender. That's enough NASCAR, Justin. (laughs) We'll save that for next weekend for the 500. Killed his his old man the way you're trying to kill this show. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) Good Lord. Sterling Marlin talk on Voluntary reaction. He, he he almost sucked me in there. I just thought it was wild. It'd be pretty wild. I don't know. Somebody turned my dad to the wall at 200 miles an hour. I don't know if I'd want to want to talk to him. He's blocking. That's been 20 years.
<sighs> well, sorry, boys. I had to step out for a minute. I was at the uh, wife and daughter are out doing something tonight. I got the, the young boy. I figured uh, it's 10 o'clock for a second grader. It's probably bedtime, you know. <laughs> Dad of the year stuff going on over here. I was so pissed off, I forgot to put my kid to bed. <laughs> he's, he's out there. He's out there playing Nintendo, eating pretzels, just living the high life. I'm like, dude, time. Let's get Joshy Boy in here next. What up, Joshy Boy? What up, guys? How are you doing tonight? Drowning in the pool of despair. It sucks, Josh. Davey, uh, it's been a pretty bad week for you. Uh, Duke lost the other night and tonight, Tennessee. Yeah, they got destroyed on Monday night. They uh, they did not handle the victory against North Carolina well as far as coming back. But I, I just, I mean, neither team is, is just playing to their potential this, this week. And when it looks, when you look at the balls, man, like, I, I don't know what the answer is at this point. I see the the problem for for Duke right now, but for this team in Tennessee, I I don't know where to go. I really don't. And going back to Russell's point about playing Freddie DeLeon, like Vescovy, you put him in there his freshman year after he had three practices, and that worked out all right for you. Thank and you. I mean, he's still here. He's he's used up all his eligibility. It's not like we're like, yeah, we got to worry about him coming back next year. It's like if he's going to start his clock on his pro career, he's going to go ahead and do it. Look, if we if we get to the year twenty twenty seven. And we're talking about, man, I really wish Rick Burns had burned Freddie Bucket's red shirt back in 2023 after we lost to be Then I'll eat that crow four years from now. But that's not going to happen, man. Come on. Let's 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 shake things up before it's too late. Joshy boy. Davey, uh, who is that guy you were talking about just now? Uh, Freddie De Leon. Yeah. He's, when he's. He's a shooting guard that's uh, like a top 50 recruit. He he enrolled right uh, before the semester. Uh, I mean, I, I, I get like like that I could understand. And I, I'm, I'm not going to get crazy about it, but it'll it's just baffling to me. Edwards was a top 20 point guard, according to ESPN, in last year's class. We've got one point guard. We lost that on Yuri Collins. Why Why did he, like Russell said the other night, why has he not been getting 10 minutes a night all season? So that when Zakai shits the bed and decides to commit three dumbass fouls in the first half, that you're not having to rely on Tyreek Keyes never played point until he got here. Bear, I, I think they should give it a shot. Put B.J. Edwards in there for guards get now, trouble. You know, Saturday? I don't – I mean, I know Russ wants to see – you know, it's, it's he's wanting to see everybody now, but, I mean, he's not – I don't think he'll be ready. He hasn't played all year. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, with your point that you're making – Guys, how many more losses do you think this Tennessee team will have if Triple J is unable to play for the rest of the season? Uh, are we not counting the one in the SEC tournament and the one in the NCAA tournament? Just the uh, regular season. <laughs> right now, I think they'll finish three and four. 
if they don't change things, like I, I don't, I think three and four is where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Josh, uh, it's, it's sad, man, to see what's happened to, uh, this season right now. I'm not, I'm pissed off right now. I'm not giving up on the season. I'm not ready to say we're going three and four. I could see, I mean, it's a possibility if, if this, if they don't wake up collectively, I mean, it, it feels like tomorrow is one of those like closed door players only meetings. Like, t- like this is where you, like you, you put the tape away and you get, it's not about preparing for the next game. It's about sitting down and circling the wagons and saying, all right, guys, the way we're doing, the way we're preparing, the way we're playing, the way we're coaching, the way we're doing everything right now, ain't cutting it. And yeah, we want to have a special season. We can still do that. We can still do that. But if it's business as usual, well, we just got to guard better. We got to play our assignments better. We got to make open shots. If it's the same bull crap that we've been hearing, it ain't going to get any better. It's, no, time it for, it's time for some people to be accountable. And here's the thing about playing uh, BJ and Freddie is you, you, you almost feel like Rick, Bar- if Rick Barnes is almost afraid to do it because if they come in and they play well and they create an impact and they create a spark and things turn around, it'll be like, well, uh, you know, it's, it's like everything he's been doing has been proven wrong. And I won't feel that way. I won't feel that way. I'll feel like, man, you got up to number two in the country and then you hit a rough spot and you shook up the, the hour like you, like you did something different and, and it paid off. You pushed the right button. So I hope that he would be, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like comfortable enough in his own skin to try something different and not just uh, scared, scared to change midstream. Let, let me ask you this. And again, it, it could be different, but from what I saw with, Josiah Jordan James, I, I don't see him playing uh, for the next month at that type of ankle sprain. Is this a situation where you go back before SEC play started? And like the team, I mean, there were moments where they were playing well without him. Is there a situation where we kind of like revert back and maybe guys are thinking, you know what, um, he's not here. I feel like I kind of have to step up. And I know he's not been great offensively. Like, don't Don't get me wrong there. I know he's not shown out in that regard, but I mean, maybe that sense of accountability of like, hey, we don't have Triple J, who we know is at least a leader whenever it comes to being in the huddle, in the locker room, knowing he's not physically being able to be out there. Do you think that changes anything with the dynamic of what we've been seeing on the court and at least how the players are responding and and going out there and performing on a night-in, night-out basis? Joshy boy, uh, good stuff. Yeah, one more thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Jason and Justin Hannah was saying, we just don't have like a a player on the team that has that dog in him. And I just wish we would have a player that has that dog in him, like a, a Jawan Jennings or a Brew McCoy from Tennessee's football team. And, uh, guys, Ten more days until it's baseball time in Tennessee. Have a good night. Amen.
I, I hope all the Vandy fans that uh, are popping off will show that same energy when their squad comes over to Knoxville and Tony Vitello knocks that stupid helmet off Tim Corbin's head with his broomstick for the second year in a row. I know they won't. I know they'll fade back into the quiet night like Vandy fans typically do. We use the word fans in air quotes. But uh, that, that will be fun. That will be fun. Davey, I'm sorry. Did you ask me a question? I, 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 it was more to the room, just of the idea of with James not being there. I mean, we go back to USC, Kansas, and a lot of those earlier games, even Arizona, he didn't play. Um, I mean, we just saw this team just look completely different as far as the amount of, I'm trying to think of the right word, but just, I don't want to say aggressiveness, but yeah. just their mentality seemed a lot different than it has of late. I guess uh, even once SEC play had started. Well, uh, it's interesting, right? Because I, I think that it plays into the conversation we're having about the team not having a dog in them and leadership and a take charge guy, because I feel like that was kind of his role on, on this team coming into the season. And when he gets out there and he's playing and I know he's coming off an injury, like I, we should all keep that in mind as being critical, but like when your leader is consistently going one of six, one of seven in these games. He's how many one of six, one of seven from the field games has he had? <laughs> like this is at least the third or fourth, right? And it's up there. When, when he's as big and physical as he is, but he's, for lack of a better word, afraid or unwilling to put the ball on the floor and attack the basket and draw fouls and get to the free throw. When he won't do that. That, that's your leader and and everybody else on the team sees that and they take on that passive mentality and i think yeah. that's kind of what's happening well and at least with the way we usually try to attack the basket i mean if we or, or at least with sorry let me rephrase that with the way we are able to rebound offensively the more we attack the basket if you're able to draw another guy over it's just going to open up somebody on the back end to kind of come in and get the put back if you're not able to finish and we've we've gotten away from that the last several games. I, I think we definitely need to make a better effort of of trying to attack. But again, it goes back to the idea that really the only guard we've had that can penetrate is Ziegler, but he usually gets himself in a situation where he'll pick up his dribble, he'll be too small to kind of get himself out of those situations when the guys collapse. But I don't know. I want to see Phillips try to take take charge there. Speed up the pace. get Christopher in here next. What's up, Christopher? Christopher. Chrissy. Seeing the wheel. Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy boy. Sorry, Chris. You get in the wheel of death, brother. Try and jump back in here. We'll get you on. But I mean Freddie DeLeon, like he's a combo guard that can attack. Let's see. And I mean Let's we could be happens. completely wrong. But you know if he, if he if he sucks, if he can't handle it, he's just too young, whatever, you still Hold on to that red shirt. Like, what What do you have to lose at this yeah. point? Well, I just want to see Barnes address it. Like, some me member of the media that's actually at, like, their uh, open media portion to practice or whatever. Just ask the question. Is there any chance we see Freddie DeLeon? See what he says. Sounds like a job of bear. We'll send him over there. Corn Pop is next. What's up, Corn Pop? Guys, it's like... 
Barnes is Olive Garden. He he's better than Shoney's, but he ain't no Altrudas. <laughs> I'm still waiting on him to bring out the tear masseuse. <laughs> um, Russ, you have been an absolute uh, delight tonight. Listening to you lose your shit, and it and I'm here for it. Um, it's it's just you know, and, and uh, he has not bought himself any goodwill with this fan base to to allow nights like tonight to be you know to be you know swept under the rug. And th- these are the things that bug me, man. It's like, yeah, we got, we've got the best three sports right now in the history of Tennessee, and uh, and two of them absolutely. This fan base, you know, loves Hopple. Hopple loves us. We love Vitello. Vitello loves us. We love Barnes. He can give a shit. And I did. I think that I think that kind of uh, puts an exclamation on a point on a on a night like tonight. He doesn't get, you know, he. He's not earned any grace with this fan base. It's kind of it was kind of sad seeing him looking at that monitor, like just hoping you could almost feel him pleading for a shot that we all knew was in plenty of time to beat the clock, like just begging for some sort of technicality mm. to get him out of there. Uh, I I don't give a damn how he connects with the fan base right now, Jamie. I just want him to coach his damn team. Yeah, and like. To, to be so not – I mean, his team's are always ready to play, man. Like, what's what's going on right now? Where did this softness come from? And and it's it, – what what's with the three biggest rivalries that are having their worst years ever, and we lose to them? Kentucky, Florida, and Vandy, and we lose to them in a year that we've been ranked number one? Come on. And they're, they're terrible. None of them are going to the tournament. I'm talking about back and look. I think a a lot of it, uh, some of this goes back to when he changed his starting lineup after going all the way back to last year. Well, he didn't didn't start Euro. Again, I'd like to see Euro start just to kind of go back to that style, but he didn't start him against Texas. But ever since Texas, it's just been downhill. I, I don't know what changed. Guys, the last uh, I, I, who was it? Was it Camwa that that decided to run it underneath the bucket and instead of laying it up there at the end? Who Phillips. Phillips. Oh well, I I gotta give that. I can't really blame that on Barnes that much. I mean, he is he is a college basketball player, but he's not seasoned like the rest. But damn it, that that's when you bounce it off the backboard to yourself and hammer dunk it and get put on <laughs> get, get well. put on ESPN. If if anybody needs some blame, it's it's Santiago Vescovi. The guy is a yeah. a senior who is supposedly got ice in his veins under four minutes when it comes to shooting free throws, and he missed the front end of a one and one. It's like you don't need them both, but you got to hit the first well, one. And not then only that, he's going to overtime. And, hey man, I love Santi, so I I hate going in on him like this. But yeah, he misses the front end, but he he was the guy that left the shooter in the corner. Man, I I just now saw the replay, and I mean it was ridiculous, man, because. Ziegler's guarding the ball. You've got Camwa coming over to help. Like, don't leave your guy in the corner. Not not only that, Russ. Man, that's crazy. Not not only that, Russ, but he's too far away to help anyway. Yeah, you're you're never going to get there. You're never going to get there. The best you can hope to do is foul, which we don't need, obviously. Just just stay to stay on your man. Just stay there, and and at least all you can do is eliminate an outlet pass and. yeah, it, he's such a good defender. If he just hangs right there, if the guy can even catch the ball and shoot it, which is going to be hard to do with Santi on him, 
he's, right. he's at least going to have a hand in his face. There's no way he makes that shot. Well, and, you know, watching that replay, uh, Russ and, and Barry, and, and good to hear you, Davey, man, always. Uh, the I, I was watching him, and I thought the play was drawn up for the guard to go in for the layup, and I thought he has not got a shot. He's too wide. He's too – He's not going to yeah. have a chance to get that off the glass. And sure enough, I was like, and we, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking slow. You know, I'm thinking we've won. Uh, he's not going to get a chance to get this layup off. And by damn, if he didn't just shoot it out to the corner. And as soon as it made it to the corner and I saw no yeah. orange. Yep. No, yeah, not a bit of orange out there. I was Small like, game. oh, hell, you've yeah. got um, guys this on the way out. I'll, um, I was watching the game with. Uh, hey, hold player. on. Hold on. That guy oh, was a 22 yeah, percent yeah. three point shooter. The guy that won the game for them. You know, but Bear, the thing about it is, is he's a player out there. He's a player on the floor. Your job is to, is to keep him from being the outlet. It don't matter what his percentage is, you, you shut it off. You you can't do – the only thing Vescovy can do at that point of the game is to shut off that outlet. He can't get over there. Just stay there. Just stay there. Well, they had they uh, had, they had had guys shoot, uh, who were less than 30% three-point shooters making threes all night on us. Yeah. All it night. Yeah. We're uh, watching the game with a buddy of mine I actually played ball with back in the day, and his wife, she was um, she was like, what is with all these people, these basketball players wearing these low tops nowadays? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It, it makes my ankles hurt just watching it. Not 10 seconds later, Josiah oh. Jordan James, and I was like, oh, you yes. had to do it. You had to jinx. I said, that's our, pl- that's our best player. Without him, we don't go anywhere. And uh, it didn't look like that would be something he'd be able to walk off and be ready to play anytime soon. Um, and I hate it for him because he's uh, he's stuck around. And I like, I like him. He's a player. Um, but anyway, I, I'm not called a pylon. But I got to say, Russ, uh, I love this, Russ. This is my this, – this, this reminds me of the end of Butch and Dooley and well, that's, Pruitt. That's hey, that says something about you, Jamie. <laughs> this, is, this is what you prefer – I prefer the drinking from the keg of glory, Russ. Well, and I think most of our audience does too. It's it's. I'll put it this way: it's entertaining, and I, you know, I I, I enjoy entertainment in all forms. Uh, sure, I I'd rather see Russ hanging from the you know the street light after you know upside down after we win you know the final four. Believe me, that's the Russ we all want to see. But this one will do since we're not going to make it there. Y'all hang in there. The the glee in his voice, bear. The glee, he lives for this. He lives for when, when everything is crumbling. Jamie Uh-oh. is just he, that's his he's at his happiest. It's it's yeah. sick, dude. It's sick. He's got he's got major league issues, bro. Well documented issues. More issues than Sports Illustrated. Let's try Chris again. Christopher, are you there? He kind of looks like a skinny Houston Crest, doesn't he? This picture there. That's, that's just uncalled for. Don't insult our callers like that. Uncalled for. Oh, you're insulting. Wow. What? Wow. What'd I say? Wow. I'm just saying Chris looks like he could be Houston's little brother. <laughs> Christopher, hello. How are I'm you doing all right. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty crummy. Hey, me too. <laughs> Looks like we're all in this together. Uh, yeah, tonight sucked. I feel like uh, like these past two games we saw what could happen when you have a tremendous defense in the Auburn game, but then when you have a sucky defense in the Vanderbilt game, 
it felt like you had three players on Vanderbilt that were just, you know, completely owning us in Lawrence, Collins, and Wright. And, you know, I can't remember who was getting on to him, but, you know, somebody was saying, you know, it's it's really on Vescovy for missing the one-and-one. One. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If you really go back and look at it, that was Vescovy's first free throw of the night. He hadn't been to the line at all. In fact, the, even the announcers were saying, if you look at that game from beginning to end, the balls had barely made it to the free throw line. Barely. It's because they're not tacking. Well, that's true. But there was also a few calls where I was like, how did Vandy get away with that? At least in the first half where there was – I can't remember who did it. But, like, it looked like they were shoving us off and our players were just falling down the ground. Like, is that not an offensive foul? You know, where's the call, guys? And it just seemed like they were letting Vanderbilt play to the best of their best of their game. I'll give – now, here's the thing. They were letting both teams play. Oh, yeah. And I would – here's the thing. Vanderbilt earned that victory tonight. We played like crap. We certainly did. I mean, how can we sit there and say that we have, like, the the best Ken Palm rating in terms of defense when they're shooting knock lights out threes, they're driving inside on us like it's nobody's business. They're out rebounding us like crazy. So I'm just – all the hats off to Vanderbilt. But, I mean, it's I, – I, you know, everybody's saying, you know, the team's gone downhill since Texas, and I completely agree. And it's only going to get tougher. We still got to play Alabama at home this weekend. We still got to go on the road to Kentucky, and we still got to go on the road to Auburn. Oh, and we still have Mizzou and Arkansas left to play. That's, I mean, that's as about as tough a schedule that I think as we can really see. And if Barnes doesn't do something, I don't know if he needs to have a come to Jesus meeting or what with these guys, and say, look, what we're doing is not working. If you don't get that solved, it's going to be a one-and-done in, in the SEC tournament, and it's going to be a one-and-done in March, or it's going to be one-and-done in the NCAAs. Um, and that's and that's sad because I feel like, you know, people are saying, you know, Barnes is not connected with the fan base. No, I think Barnes is probably one of the best coaches that Tennessee has had on the basketball side because of the fact that he has been able to build a sustainable product. I mean, Pearl had his ups and downs. But, but Barnes has been able to build a sustainable product at Tennessee. Now, has it worked in March? No. But at the same time, it's like, where would we be? I mean, people forget the Tyndall years or year. People forget <laughs> the, the year or the Martin years. You know? Hey, man. Christopher, Bear and I, are we're, we're old school. We, I was here for all five, counting one, two, three, four, five. Of the Wade Houston years, I watched Wade go five and twenty-two with Ed Gray and Cortez Barnes back in the day. You ain't got to tell me how it could be worse. I've lived it, yeah, and I started at UT during the Buzz Peterson era, Buzz Ball. Ooh, that's got nothing on the end of the Devoe and in in the Wade years, man. Uh, that's why I'm not. That's probably part of the reason that I'm not flipping out and is is doom and gloom as as some of. Some of the speakers have been tonight and some of the fans because this is uh, still, even with tonight, notwithstanding, this is still a whole hell of a lot better than going, what, what we go that last year, five and 20-something, Russ? Well, listen, man, we, we're never going back to those days, hopefully. Nobody's, well, I'm not calling for Rick Barnes's head. It's a waste of breath, man. It's not going to happen. He's going to be uh, the coach here next year. Um but, I mean, he's he's 68 years old. He, it's not going to be much longer. And I, I want to see him go out with one more run, man. I want to see him get back.
to the promised land, to the final four. I mean, he he's he's earned it. He deserves it. He's a great man, a great coach, a great ambassador for Tennessee basketball. And he's he's not old, like he's not losing his fastball, man. It's just, damn it, man. We gotta I'll, we gotta change something I'll, up. And I'll I, say, I, I don't have the answers, man. I'm not a damn coach. I'll, I'll but say, he is I'll say one thing. Figure it out. I'll say one thing. We have, and yeah. you know, people have mentioned this all night long, and I completely agree with it. There's something wrong with the swagger of this team. It's not there, or if it is there, it comes in spurts. I and I, you know, somebody, I think Austin B, he posted a poll a few weeks ago. Who would win between, you know, the team with Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield or this team? And I'm like, I think the team with Grant and Admiral would win, just because the fact that they had. It. They had that swagger. They had that, we're going to come at you, and you're not going to stop us. It might be a close series, but that's the thing. We haven't had that sort of swagger in, in at least two players since Grant and Admiral graced us with their presence. And it hasn't happened since. And I think Barnes needs to get back to that. He needs to find those players, those diamonds in the rough, because Grant Williams was a three-star. I think Admiral was a three-star. And he molded them into something that could be full of swagger. Now he's got the five stars or the ones and duns that really are like, okay, what can this guy do? We haven't seen that swagger in this team in years, and we need to get back to that. And I, I would say right now you you have that a little bit in Zakai Ziegler. Now Ziegler got himself in foul trouble. That's why you didn't see him as much tonight. Um, and, and Barnes wasn't happy with some of his play outside of that in the second half. That's why you them on the bench I going back to I guess Jamie's point he's he's also looking at it as far as like the, the bash like I, I just I, I take a step back and we two weeks ago we were the number two team in the country and you just see how people have turned on this team we're talking about is this the best basketball team in Tennessee history well now obviously two weeks have gone by and things have not been exactly ideal to say the least and so you're starting to see these conversations come out where people are frustrated and there's reasons to be frustrated after you lose like you did tonight like it's a team you should beat you're not like you're on the road but you're not on the road if if you get what I mean and it it just what could go wrong went wrong and we're sitting here dissecting every little thing because it came down to one play at the buzzer and ultimately we're going home with the L thanks guys Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, my man. Try something different, man. What's the definition of of insanity, Davey? It's doing the same thing over and over and over, but expecting a different result. That's what they say. Let's get JJ in here as we start to wind down this rather somber edition of Voluntary Reaction. What's up, JJ? Uh, yo, what is up, boys? I got three things to say. One, how the fuck do we have no big men? Every big man we have is a joke, a flat joke. Fosvich, what? why we don't use them? Joke. A dude's a twig out there. Cannot handle being guarded. Back-to-back games, Florida, this game, seven-foot white boys. Pull up Fosvich out there. I don't give a damn. Put him out there. It's not hard. We can't shoot the ball. Can't do nothing. And honestly, I was one of those guys that said, fire Rick Barnes. Come done. He doesn't call timeouts. He gives the team no help. 
I mean, call time not selling this thing down. It's not difficult. It's God. Well, I, as far as the big men thing go, I mean, I, I think that's that's a problem too, right? Is that we've got a bunch of guys who are unable to distinguish himself. Now it feels like Awaka is, I mean, he's playing with an edge that, you know, like Urosh has the edge, but he doesn't have the the skill, the touch and, and stuff like that. Awaka is going to be a really nice player. And he was having a monster game until I think he just got tired there at the end and lost a guy and, and end up uh, costing us. He, he fouled a three point shooter and we had to get him out of there. But like, you know, Kamwa is joke, joke. <laughs> been saying all all year long, like he's the key to this team. Okay, the Texas and game. That was it. Just, that was it. Texas game. He's just there. infuriating. Man. After Texas game, nothing. He was all hyped up. Look at me. Look at me. Let's what now? Joke, joke. You can't put <laughs> you can't put a walk out there on seven footers. I'm sorry, you can't do it. It's pointless. Florida game, man. Exactly. Put possibly out there. I don't care. Let him foul him. Like you said about like intense. We don't have a dog on this team. Because Rick Barnes tells him, no, I hate you. Don't do it. All plus would like to do. What do you mean? Put a walk out on a seven-footer. Up until Russ said when he got tired and he fought three-point shooter. He had moments. Walk yeah, played as good as anybody down low. Man, you guys know it's – when you have seven-footers out there, he's not seven-foot. And every time they get down there, he just throw it up. And I'm, I'm going a little too far. I'll give you – a walk was good tonight. A walk is good. I do trust him. I, mean, I believe you, in him. Jan, I know you're upset. Did you watch Awaka play tonight? I do. I believe in him. I'm not saying that. It's just – we, plus, also, it's we have no shooters. I'm sorry. We have no shooting. They all suck. I'm sorry, Ziegler. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ziegler cannot shoot a three ball. He can't shoot a three ball. I'm sorry, he can't. He made one. Dude can't do anything. And I miss Kenny Chandler so bad. I don't I don't know why we need to give that man $20 million. I don't care what we need to do. Give him so much NIL money. You can't tell me. If we, JJ. We, we needed him bad. It's furating. I feel your pain, brother. I feel your pain. I do want to say that uh, in regards to the timeout uh, or timeouts, uh, Tennessee got bailed out there late. Whenever that was a five-second call, yes. like, I, I love how yes, yeah, yes. I love that we're getting. Well, that happened against Auburn too. I, I love that we're getting. Uh, anytime some, there's a drop of sweat on the floor or somebody's shoe comes untied, we got like three free timeouts at the end of that game from uh, like sweat on the floor and Kamwa's shoe. I don't know why he's wearing Velcro now. He can't get shoelaces together or something. I don't know why anybody's wearing Velcro shoes in a college basketball that, game. That's also true. Apparently that was that's a, a joke. Thing. And you're right. <laughs> Please put BJ out what there. Please. You get my man some kids out there. What are you doing, Campbell? Get some shoelaces, brother. Like you said, please put BJ out there. I don't care if you think he's not ready. I don't care. Put him out there. He's better than any nothing. He's better than nothing. And Dillion. Keep him for next year. I don't want to. Don't don't rush it. Don't rush it. Let him next year. I don't care. Why? What do you got to lose? If he is any good, we just barter his one year and then he's gone. I don't. I just. Hey, when was the last time somebody stayed five years at a program? Well, when we were actually decent. Well, that would be Admiral and all there. We were actually had a chance. Here's the thing. Admiral was here for four. Grant left. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean on that one. Actually, got a stay. Here's the thing, though, JJ. JJ, appreciate you, my man. Have a have a wonderful yeah. evening. J- JJ's uh, in a dark place. He's hang in there, me. buddy. I've, I've been there. Hang in there. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. Like I'm in the business of saving this season, 
I guarantee you Freddie DeLeon wants to play. Like if you always say, hey, man, you want to play? He's going to say, yeah. You know why? Because he's a player and players want to play. So, like, you can't worry about what might happen four years down the road. There's a, like, less than 50-50% chance that Rick Barnes is even coaching at that time. Let's save this season. We have a chance to go, like, like you said, we were having a conversation about whether this is the best team in school history just two weeks ago. Let's try and get that back. Let's save that. And you put him in there and he's not ready and he doesn't have much of an impact. You can still redshirt him. He hasn't played in that many games. So my thing is, let's just try it. Let's try something else because this ain't working. It's not working for me. Is it working for you, Dave? It is not. Is it working for you, Bear? No. It's not working for us, Coach. Let's try something else here. Shake it up a little bit. Let's get Taylor in here next. He's got a cool mustache, so we're going to let him speak. What's up, Taylor? Boys, I'm sorry. I have a mouthful of uh, Girl Scout cookies right now, just drowning my sorrows. Um, what kind of Girl Scout what flavor? Cookies? Um, God, what are these? I'm sorry. I'm just sitting in the dark just eating these. Uh, the peanut butter ones, Tagalongs. Okay. They're okay. delicious. No Thin Mints, but they're pretty oh, good. Oh, Thin Mints suck, man. Dude, oh, that's a bad take. Thin take it back. Thin Mints suck. Careful, get back. And, and I, know you're, I know you're angry right now. There's no reason to lash out wildly. So like here's this. the thing. You're talking crazy, man. Thin Mints suck. And I got a message for all these Vandy fans in here. These loser Vandy fans. Guys, I'm one of you. Russell, you can't keep me out, bitch! Yes, I can, Taylor. And guess what? I take it back. Your mustache is stupid. You look like a dorkier version of Aaron Rodgers. You're not even cool enough to smoke ayahuasca and get with glue of earth, you loser. Get I out of that. here. And go get Tony Vitello's shine box. A little bitch. I thought about texting you. I noticed he, he created that count today. So okay. while we were sitting here, I noticed that he added VFL to his header. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, what a dumb fuck. What what kind of what kind of person? What kind of person sit there just cramming their mouth full of uh, tagalongs when you can have thin mints, the widely recognized goat Girl Scout cookie. I mean, just like a Vanderbilt fan. Do you guys just like a Vanderbilt fan? Do you guys put your thin mints in the freezer? Hell yes. Okay, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. Vanderbilt fan eating tagalongs. What a jackass. <laughs> what are you? A loser. That's what you are. He's a loser. That's home. That's home. Florida's cut it to 17, boys. They're still going to get pounded. <laughs> get in here, Rexy. What's up, brother? Hey, guys. I'm just reporting from behind enemy lines here in Davidson County. Just having to lay low tonight. It happens, my friend. It happens. But the truth here amongst the faithful, and you are hardcore if you're listening to this at 1030 at night on a weeknight after a loss. 
you what else are you gonna do? You're never gonna fire Rick Barnes. He is not the guy out there without playing the energy. It's just he's gotta get a new cycle of talented people, and there's nobody who could come in in the next two to three years who would draw more talent than Rick Barnes. There's no need to take a financial penalty. It just it is what it is. And everybody knows that's true. Rick Barnes isn't going anywhere, Rex. He's your basketball coach. Let's not talk crazy now. But you're talking about them coming out unprepared. If you follow Donnie Plowman, Rick Barnes was not actually with the team. He went to the Capitol today to help politic. So Do what? I'm just, yeah. So if you look on Donnie Plowman's Twitter page, today in Nashville is like where the Tennessee's on the hill. So all the big shots go down there and they get the politicians who say, hey, do you want to meet Rick Barnes? Well, tons of them will come down. And then it's like, hey, give us money for education and all that. So he was not there with the team prepping. He was there downtown on the Capitol while they were over there on West End. It's an outrage. Maybe we should fire him. He's getting the money. We're, we're completely kidding. fooling ourselves. He's got literally have the politicians in his hand. He's not going anywhere. But anyway, maybe that's why they weren't prepared. Maybe there's some sort of political intrigue in the background. Maybe. Maybe outkick. Rick, Rick Barnes is running for office. Trey Wallace on it with his outkick cross coverage in politics. <laughs> or Davey. Davey's here, man. Davey's, I was about to say, uh, like, what, what do you... You want us to send, uh, send someone down to the, the steps of the Capitol? Yeah, who does Rick Barnes caucus with? I would assume we'll, the we'll have to do some investigating. Wait, wait, Rex, caucus with? This is family programming, man. Please, keep it clean. I'm sorry. It's, it's after hours, guys. It's after hours. Hey, maybe if uh, we get Rick Barnes in the political field, get him a political office, higher calling, you know, that sort of thing, then you can get your new basketball coach. We did uh, sit down with uh, Jalen Hyatt today. Got to talk with him. It's pretty cool. Trey's got an article dropping about that interview uh, tomorrow, so that's something you can look forward to. Question was asked, uh, what would it um, it take for him to have returned to the University of Tennessee? What do you say? guess you guys can find out tomorrow. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Okay. He's, what a tease. Hey, um, I, I keep saying it, man. Get Hype Daddy over there. Hire him as an offensive consultant to, to basketball. See if he can scheme something up for Rick Barnes and the boys. He'll get Freddie Buckets in there. We also sat down with Hendon Hooker, and he was uh, advocating for Bush's baked beans. And he had the – they had a special um, baked beans wrapper that just said Hendon on it, where it, it normally would say Bush's baked beans. Fascinating. Patriotism. Well, go Vols. Let's hope uh, we can get something done. And I really would want to do a Sweet 16. I thought Final Four was a real possibility this year. But we it'll, we all know deep down inside, if these guys make it to the second weekend, that is a huge win. I would take that right now. As we sit here today, you guarantee me a second win, Sweet 16 exit. That's about as good as I could hope for at the moment. 100%. Step, 
So um, just kind of, I, I was thinking about this and I, I was looking this up while you're talking about it, Rex, but as far as, all right, Barnes isn't getting fired, but like, hey, when does he decide he wants to call it quits? So, you know, if you look back at Danny White's coaching hires at the basketball ranks at Buffalo, first hire on the basketball side was Bobby Hurley. Obviously, he's got the connection with Kevin White, his father um, at Duke and Bobby, Duke guy. Um, just getting a guy of that name status to Buffalo is pretty good. He then followed that up with Nate Oates. Uh, Nate Oates doing pretty well. And then his one hire at UCF was Johnny Dawkins. Now, didn't exactly light it up, but Dawkins has now been there for, I believe, seven years. So he's got a, got a decent record. So he's got a good track record of hiring coaches. So obviously he's gone to the well of hiring Duke players, and um, we'll see what happens. Uh, whenever you, he's gotta, you just got to bring the Duke thing up, huh? I mean, it's just – it, it's it's right there with his dad being the AD there for so long. And I'm just curious who he's going to go after, after uh, Barnes hangs it up, hangs up the whistle, you know, it's going to be such an attractive job, man. Like, and, and Danny has such a good track record of hiring basketball coaches. I, I, I can't imagine he won't hit a home run. As a matter of fact, I, 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 I just hope he's still the AD here. You know, if, if people talk about him wanting the Notre Dame job or s- something like that. I don't think any of us think Danny White has designs on being in Knoxville for, you know, 10 plus years. I just hope he's around long enough to hire a basketball coach because kind of like Dave, like I, I'm really interested to see what direction he would go. I'm pretty sure we'd all like it. Anything else, Rex? No, appreciate it. Go balls. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, like, do you guys feel me on that? Like, is, is there? Uh, are you guys intrigued? Do, do you? I mean, we've had so many bad basketball hires through the years. I mean, we've gotten it right exactly twice in the seven or eight times it's happened in my lifetime. Um, and part of it is, you know, it's just like Doug Dickey. Doug, you don't think he really cared about it as much. Um, Dave Hart was just a bad AD. Bad, yeah. bad people person, bad I, decision maker. I think Danny White just has a track record of making really good basketball hires. He does, uh, but I, I don't know where he would be leaning on the men's side. But again, with the Duke connection, uh, whenever they have to fire Kelly Jolly Harper, they're just going to go hire Carol Lawson from Duke. Is there anybody in the Duke family that's like up no. and coming? No. On the men's side, no. It's really weird. Kay did not have a good tree as far as successful head coaches after him isn't that strange i mean mike bray did pretty good at he's retiring this year yeah yeah but um capel was not very good who else i mean hurley's now at arizona state he was there for a bit under k or is he just playing i thought he spent a year as an assistant i could be wrong on that um but outside of that i mean we got shire now uh you got nate james over at austin p You've got, I'm trying to think, um, Collins is at Northwestern, but it's Northwestern. Uh, who else? It's just Dawkins is still at UCF, Wojo. as I mentioned. Yeah, Woj is, I don't even think he's currently coaching. No, he's on TV now. Yeah. I, th- I, I don't think that he would go to Duke or any other tree. I don't think that's the way he would approach it. I think he would look at 
what are the trends in the game, who plays the exciting brand of basketball. I think he would go after a Nate Oates, Eric Musselman type of coach, not one of those guys uh, specifically, but like I, I think he'd go after a you know modern analytics, spread the floor, lots of layups and twos, lots of three balls, aggressive defense, good recruiter. Like I, I think that's kind of the profile he'd be looking yeah. for. Only other guy I really forgot to mention was uh, Tommy Amaker. Is he still at Harvard? As far as I know, yes. That was a big deal. Like they, uh, he wanted, he wanted that Duke job, and Kay had to call him up and tell him he wasn't. He, he had to put the uh, yeah. He had to call him up and like uh, call him Tom Hagen and the Godfather. You're out, Tom. L- listen, like I don't know if, I mean, you can count Quinn Snyder as well. That's not college ball, but I don't see him leaving the NBA. Um, I. I don't know if Shire's the guy. Like, it's just, it baffles me that you have a coach that great, but then he doesn't have anybody that's able to, like, kind of come up the ranks. Did did Summit, I mean, like, did Pat Summit have any coaches that have just absolutely lit it up? No. No. You've got um, Nikki Caldwell did not do well at LSU. I mean, she did okay at LSU, but it's a reason they forced her out. Kyra Elsey is at Kentucky now. I guess she's doing pretty good. Um, Mickey got ran out of Kentucky. She did have a couple of nice seasons up there. Um, Holly obviously was, it, it's just hard. It's, it's weird. It's kind of like the saving thing, you know? I mean, just because you stood next to great for all those years doesn't make you great. And I think Danny White is smart enough to realize that. I mean, it's like, you know, we had Doug Dickey kept trying to go to the Carolina tree and it just, you know, that didn't work. I mean, Get when you are roommates with, with Michael Jordan, though, it's like you deserve to just. No, no, it did. did the, the buzz move did stock the cupboards for Bruce. The best coaches here, and I, I just think the best coaches in sport general, they're, they're originals, right? They don't just stand next to a guy. They... They come up by them, you know, whether it's Ray Mears went to like Wittenberg College or wherever he came from. Um, you know, Bruce Pearl had to do it the hard way. Uh, Southern Indiana, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Rick Barnes, you know, did it his own way. Came up with, is it uh, Eddie Biedenbach or somebody gave him his break? And then he's coaching George Mason in Providence in Clemson. Like, I'm, I'm looking for a self-made guy. If it's me, we're really having this conversation. Holy hell. <laughs> well, not from him, quit, uh, not from him getting fired, just no. retiring. No. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's going to happen in the next um, two to six years, I would say. I mean, that's kind of a widespread there, but it happens quickly. Time passes quickly. All right, uh, gentlemen, anything else going on of note? No. We shot down the balloon. I did, did you guys get a notification, even though I'm over here in um, the mid-state? I got a notification that it flew over uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I heard that. So. Oh, it's not like we got 
guys out, uh, you know, good old boys out cooking up nukes in the barbecue pit or something. I mean, what's a balloon going to see? Nothing. Probably cover a lot, but they said they blocked its signal. But I don't really trust anything these days, you know. I mean, that'd be the only thing. I'd, you won't see anything out there above the ground. A bunch of buildings, that'd be about it. That movie about uh, Oppenheimer that's coming out this summer. Oh, Christopher Nolan, dude. I'm looks, excited. That looks incredible. It's got a hell of a cast. You seen I mean, that trailer you got there? Uh, yeah, I've seen the previews for it. He's an interesting guy. He was the one that said they they wished that they could have uninvented it. Yeah, I think that's going to be what the I think movie that's is everybody, about. Is, is everybody more. who had a hand in that. But yeah, like, his his thing was he didn't want to do it, but if he didn't do it, somebody else was, and better to do it for us than perhaps let the Nazis discover it first. That's true. Did you guys, I uh, went down that rabbit hole recently. Uh, I don't know how it got, it just ended up on my feed on YouTube. Uh, look up, I think it was called the Devil Core. That one of those guys out there, he had a really cavalier attitude about it, and he basically killed himself. Uh, fucking around with one of those plutonium cores they didn't, the one that was supposed to be dropped on Tokyo if they hadn't surrendered. The guy oh, was, he was like handling. Yeah. And there was a certain way that like they were studying it and like, you know, they had this, if you want to call it safe, somewhat safe way of when you were, when they were doing tests with it. And this guy was like, you know, letting, you know, one of the guys from fan run supervise a, an atomic experiment and something slipped and the damn core almost went super critical. It basically killed him. I mean, he got lit up with gamma radiation and died like one of those guys at Chernobyl. On a lighter note, Theo Vaughn has a joke. It's called, I want you to perform the Hiroshima on me. It's where I lay on my black on my back and you blow the shit out of me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that one. He's a pretty funny dude. You like Theo Vaughn, Russ? Yeah, he's good. That that was funny when he he and uh, who did he get on the field with? And they were running around. Caleb Presley. After the uh, Florida game, it's pretty good stuff. Is this uh, Justin guy legit bear? Should we let him on? I mean, check him out here. Give me a second. Do a background check for me. If he's not, we're gonna sit here and insult him for five minutes before we shut this thing down yeah he looks legit bear just carded our next speaker monocular pat down uh, i've got full body cavity search. for he, he just he put on the rubber glove and got up in there what's up justin oh not much uh got an optimistic view on this i guess okay uh, every ranked team we've played, we've beat, right? Is that true? Arizona, we lost to. No. Okay, almost every. Davey just rained on your parade, Justin. I'm sorry. He did. Shut Actually, over. wait, we, we, uh, that, that game never happened. Continue. Technically, it didn't. So, <clears throat> maybe we should be a lower seed in the tournament, and we might go further than the Sweet 16. 
your optimistic call isn't exactly filling me with sunshine, Justin. <laughs> it's not. It's not necessarily supposed to after tonight. I mean, that was terrible to watch. Well, tomorrow, as uh, Scarlett O'Hara said, is another day, another chance to pick up the pieces, another chance to move forward, as Jeremy Pruitt would say, and uh, start rebuilding and see if Rick Barnes and this staff can can press the right buttons, man. Uh, you, you can't go into the film room and show the guys, all right, guys, you know, bad effort here oh we missed a cover here and didn't close this guy out and oh you know we got to make some open shots and just keep on going you can't do that man not at this point like you got to shake things up a little bit and we've given several examples of how you can do that pick a few of those and i want to see something different saturday i can't watch this anymore justin it's awful no it's uh it's definitely hard to watch uh, Tyreek Key showed a little bit tonight. I'd like to see him shoot the ball a lot more. It's kind of why we brought him here. And yeah, I mean, he, he had it, but, but here's the thing. And I said it earlier, and he had a good game. Great. It was awesome to see him have some success. That's what we've been hoping for all season long. Nobody in this chat right now, nobody in our fan base expects him to do it again Saturday. And I'm not picking on him because I can say the same thing about every single player on the team. They've all flashed. They've all had good games. And none of them string it together consecutively and just play that way. Nobody has any kind of streak. We have guys that have a good game and then they disappear. And you're not going to be able to do anything in the tournament, in the postseason, if that's your MO. You've got to start getting consistent production from your key core players if you don't do it you're not going to go far period yeah i agree with that uh what's the i guess what's the um, early question about uh james is he is he going to be like done for a while or what uh i, I have no idea it looked like a ankle davy said it looked pretty bad um could be could be anything i'm uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, we played we played pretty good. It looked like we had an identity without him, which is kind of terrible to say because he's been one of our best players through his career here. But if we play better without, we play better without him. It's one of those weird. I, you know, I'm. I, I hate that he got hurt. Uh, good kid good player he's had a rough year man with the the knee injuries and now this and uh but i'll be interested to see like dude you know can they find something else without him out there because he he hasn't been helping us much man he's just been one of six one of seven every night it seems for a long time now and um you know maybe maybe he can use that time if he is out for a month or something like that to to get that knee healthy and he can come back and give us something in the tournament. But he didn't look like he had much rotation on his shot from watching him in warmups. I don't know. That was just an observation. I, I saw it tonight that I hadn't really noticed like when watching on television. I've always thought he has a nice looking shot and it just never goes in. Like it's 
just a nice arc, you know, nice spin, picture perfect the way his, you know, gets his feet set and releases it, and it just never goes in. <laughs> it's weird, man. Yeah, his uh, we all watch his first shot. Like, if it goes in, then hey, we're gonna have Triple J tonight. But if it if he misses, it's like, all right, pass the ball, please. Yep. Yep. So uh, another a little interesting subplot to follow here these next couple of games. All right, Justin, appreciate you, my friend. Anything else? Thanks. No, thanks, guys. Uh, y'all have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right, one more, then we're shutting this thing down. Yale will be our final speaker of the evening. Hello, Yale. Maybe not. Turn your mic on, Yale. Mic is on. You, you can't have a name like Yale and not be able to figure out how to turn the mic on. You've got to be a smart that's, guy that's a, named Yale. That's a pretty good point, but I've, I've kind of lived with that my whole life. Um, <laughs> so now that we're back from uh, – nuclear brinkmanship conversation. I just wanted to touch base on a couple of things. What the, the damn free throw disparity between our team and the opponents is frustrating as hell. And we just do not drive to the bucket and force the action. And, and I think that was evident. I'm sure you guys talked about this earlier, but why in the hell doesn't Phillips go up and hammer jam that ball game, that breakaway and end the game? I think speaker earlier made a good point where I think that he's driving. And if this is high school, if this is AAU ball, that's exactly what he does. But I think he's playing for a coach who's so demanding that he's probably thinking, you know what? I got to err on the side of conservative because if I get this blocked or I lose it on the way up or I miss the dunk or something, I'm going to get an earful from the coach. Well, in the, and go ahead. Well, and, and Barnes, you know, was telling him after it, you could see it. On, he's like, dude, go ahead and dunk it. Yeah, man. I know. Two possession game. But I, I, I think that's probably what he's thinking is, oh, man, let's let's just play it safe here. It's college ball. I got to do the right thing. And he's just overthinking it instead of just playing. That, that, that's what, what he needs to do. Yeah, that's what we were, we were talking about. He's overthinking things. When you can go and get a bucket, he's probably the only guy on the team that can go and get yeah. a bucket. And and we're gonna have to have him mature in four weeks if we're gonna have a shot to go to the second or second weekend or beyond. Yeah, I mean, essentially, we, we've talked a lot about this team's lack of ability to drive. Look, we've seen Ziegler get into the paint. We've seen Vescovy get in the paint. Okay, they're smaller, can't jump as high. Like they they can't finish at the rim. That's fine. They can still, you know, they they can still get their shot off at times. They can kick it out. Triple J. And Phillips are huge. Oh, they, they can Phillips put the ball in wide the body. I mean, yeah, go they ahead. Can yeah. Attack, yes. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get fouled more often than not. Did was that was Vescovy's free throw our third free throw of the game? Yes. Yeah. And in it, it's hard to it, you hard know, to comprehend. Some people will well, always want to blame it on the officials. No, man, that's been a storyline all year long. If Tennessee's not getting a bad whistle every time out, they're just not aggressive enough. If you if you look from the end of December through now, we're outshot by something like ten or twelve free throws per game. Attempts, attempts. Well, I mean, oh, I'm watching Bama right now. I watched Arkansas last night. Those teams are just relentless the oh. entire game, just driving, 
driving, driving, getting to the rim, getting fouled, getting to the line, putting pressure on the other team, then we just don't do that. No, we don't. And I'm, I'm watching Bama right now too. And they are long and athletic and we're going to have a hell of a time with them. <sighs> we can't say I'm, I'm looking forward to it right now. Well, I've already spent the money, so I'm driving up from Nashville. So we'll see what happens. Um, the other thing, when you guys were talking about um, <clears throat> you know, Rick Barnes and who might be his successor and so forth, I can understand talking about that. But I'm like somebody who was on earlier. I was there for DeVoe and Wade Houston. Um, so I'm an old fucker. And um, guys, that was no fun being considered think about the last 20 years of football when we were not relevant to, to have been ranked in the last five years in the top five in basketball more than we have been for the last 70 years. Let's not get blase about this. I mean, we we're, we're one of the top 10 programs in the country right now. We have to appreciate that. And I understand that expectations change with that. And there's disappointment in the, early exits in the tournament, but let's enjoy it. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I think that there is a hesitancy in some of this fan base to embrace the lofty expectations because Tennessee hasn't been a traditional basketball power, but how do you become one? You, I mean, you gotta, you gotta win. You gotta, yeah. you gotta embrace that. You can't shy away from it. Well, and I think too that <clears throat> with such a large percentage of the fan base being football first fans, like you're going to lose some basketball games. You know, it's it's not like football; you're one or two and done. You're going to have some ups and downs, and you got to peak at the right time. Maybe this year we're ebbing in February and we'll peak in March. You know, you got to look on the bright side somehow. Yeah, yeah, no All doubt. Right. All right, that, that that's a that's a. Fairly positive way to end things. So appreciate that, Yale. Thanks for yeah, man. Hey, appreciate you guys having me. All right, man. Enjoy the trip up next week. We'll do. Thanks, man. This really was like a Jeremy Pruitt era voluntary reaction, where you come on just mad and depressed and angry, and by the end of it, talking it out with our friends, it's like a group therapy session. I end up feeling much better. <laughs> yeah, but I still want this team to win. That's true. I'm not giving up. It's not hopeless. Parting thoughts, anyone? Got to figure something out. I mean, it's about as simple as you can put it. That car song, Bear, shake it up. Yeah. Yeah, they need to. I, I don't know what they do. There's no easy answers from here. Well. Gentlemen, I appreciate you, your efforts this evening. Appreciate everybody for jumping in here to our uh, post-game spaces. Can't say it's been fun, but uh, it's been enlightening. Hope that uh, you all have a great rest of the week. Saturday, what time do we tip off against Mizzou? Down at five? No, I thought it was. Or six your time, but. I thought it was an afternoon game. I thought it was six. Let's see here. Pull up the yeah, old schedule. Six, six or time on the SEC network. 6 p.m. So we'll be on around 8 p.m. ish here uh, next week or uh, Saturday night. And uh, let's hope that we can tap that keg of glory. All right, boys. Oh, oh. 
the cause endures, the hope lives on, the dream will never die, blah, blah, blah. Talk to you all later.